Well, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Art of Floundering Podcast. My name is Will Dick. I am the host. Today's morning show is the F Monday show. Let me pause our puppet. Good morning, everybody. Where am I at? There I am. All right, we'll get back to all that. Just want to say this is going to be a quick morning show, and it's obviously a lot earlier than we normally go. Hey, man, what can I say? Just uh, got an early start today. We got an appointment, so we decided to go ahead and do something. I just wanted to say good morning. And we've got we've got big content for you today because I stumbled across a pretty interesting book. And we'll give people some time to come on before we get the book. But I guess uh, real quick, let me get up to... Ooh, da, 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 da. That's not what I want. Where is he? There he is. Gee golly, Spanky. Just in case we have to go to puppets, man. We got them all ready to go. All right, man. So here it is. I was uh, going through Amazon yesterday looking for something to read. Actually, I was looking for audiobooks, if you want to know the truth. But anyway, I stumbled on a book that I felt compelled to share with, with each and every one of you. Spank, would you like to hear about it? Gee golly, you know I would. All right, kids. All right, the title of this book is called Semenology. It's the Bartender's Handbook. I don't know if it, this is probably too early to get into this kind of uh, intense content. In fact, part of me, <laughs> part of me thinks I should shut the stream down and quit before I expose what will be some pretty off-color commentary. With that said, let us get into it. Let me uh, get my glasses on so I could read this. Semenology, the Semen Bartender's Handbook. Once again, hang on, let me let me adjust something here. I know I've left people on pins and needles. I wonder why my podcast doesn't go viral when I'm not afraid to cover things like this. Here we go, kids. <clears throat> Semenology. The Seaman Bartender's Handbook, paperback, March 2013. Author is Paul Footy Fotenhauer. Lance Jackson is the illustrator, and Reichard Gagner <laughs> is the contributor. Okay. This is the ultimate handbook for mixologists looking for ingredients that go beyond exotic fruit juices and rare spirits. Driven by a commitment and passion for the freshly harvested ingredient, semenology pushes the limits of classic bartending. Semen is often freshly available behind most counters and has a personal touch to any cocktail. The connoisseur will appreciate learning how to mix selected spirits to enhance the delicate flavors of semen. 
The book provides useful tips that cover every detail of semenology, from mixing and presentation to harvesting and storage advice. Okay. Okay, look, I'll admit it. You know, this podcasting's rough business, man. And I know I'm up against a lot. Good morning, Radio Parless. But gosh darn it, I'm just trying to show a, a stark, uh, you have an option. It's not just all faithful entertainment. So as I was going over semenology, the bartender's handbook, I was like, wow, that's odd. I've honestly never heard of mixing cocktails with semen. This must be a rare thing. But then Amazon and their AI system, after I after AI system, I uh what was I going to say? Okay, yeah, after the AI uh, AI system tracked me reading semenology, it gave me another recommendation. Uh title of this book is Natural Harvest, a collection of semen-based recipes. Review. This recipe book is very practical. It saves on tissues allows me to use all of my natural harvest and put it to good use whereas otherwise it would get wasted all right in case you missed it i'm going to read the description one more time for everybody out there the title of this and we're going to read the reviews too i think we lost a viewer gosh darn it gee whiz man all right before i read this review i know I look at the, I look at what's popular on on Podbean Live, and it's faith faith based programming. And I understand that this might be perhaps a slight deviation from that, but gee whiz, man, just give us a shot because we're going to talk about more than semenology. But allow me to read once again. This is the synopsis. We're going to get into the reviews. We're going to do a deep dive. Semenology, the Semen Bartender's Handbook, March 2013, author Paul, in quotation marks, Footy, Fotenhauer, Lance Jackson was the illustrator, and Reichard Gagner was the contributor. <clears throat> Here's a quick little synopsis of said book. This is the ultimate handbook for mixologists. Looking for ingredients that go beyond exotic fruit juices and rare spirits. Driven by a commitment and passion for the freshly harvested ingredient, semenology pushes the limits of classic bartending. Semen is often freshly available behind most counters and adds a personal touch to any cocktail. The connoisseur will appreciate learning how to mix selected spirits to enhance the delicate flavors of semen. The book provides useful tips that cover every detail of semenology, from mixing and presentation to harvesting and storage advice. Okay. 
had a couple people listen. I guess they couldn't handle the review, but there's other books out there. And we're going to get into the reviews. And uh, like I said, man, you know, honestly, just so you guys know, I was looking at it. The, the book I was looking at was clean eating instant pot cookbook. And somehow I, I through a series of clicks, I wound up on semenology. Now, some of you may be going, gee whiz, those are outliers. People don't write really stupid books, right? Well, maybe they do. Let me see if I can remember this book. I'm typing it in now. Yes. Here's another book on Amazon. <clears throat> Title of this book is called How to Live with a Huge Penis. Advice, Meditation, and Wisdom for Men Who Have Too Much. Paperback. Illustrated. February 1, 2009. Richard Jacob is the author as well as Owen Thomas. Here at last is the first self-help book for men with oversized male genitalia. OMG. A genetic birth defect that grows the penis to absurd proportions. Every year, every year, thousands of men are diagnosed with OMG. Sadly, most are banished to the fringes of society, victims of their own freakish length and girth. How to live with a huge penis brings them an aspiring message of tolerance and hope, along with helpful information on unzipping, coming out to your friends and family, sharing your pain, Sexual intercourse with a huge penis. Big blessings. Unexpected advantages of a huge penis. And much, much more. Complete with prayers, poetry, a daily affirmations journal, and thoughtful quotations from leading self-help experts. How to live with a huge penis will inspire men of all shapes and sizes. First review that pops up states in case you kids out there are cynical and think this is some kind of laughing matter why don't you settle down and mature up a little bit <laughs> all right so i've had a huge problem my entire life nothing i did ever made beating my problem any easier in fact every time i beat it it only got harder to deal with any significant other I was often found my problem to be quite a mouthful to deal with, but I finally got a self-help book to help me get through the long, hard times. Glad to know I'm not alone. I, I want to read the negative reviews. I want to read the asshole that actually bought this book. and This wasn't what I was expecting. Let's see what the negative review is. Oh, he's bitching about tearing. Here's this guy. Bought it for a joke, but my girlfriend thought it was stupid. Didn't like it at all. There you go. This is not patriarchy. There's a good recipe for a fucking healthy relationship. I thought it was funny, but my significant other didn't. So therefore, I'm going to fucking parrot what they say and give this a one-star review instead of giving it the five stars, how to live with a huge penis deserves. These guys are haters because they, they don't understand the problem. Here's another review. This book is life-changing. The testimonials and real-world accounts contained therein are at once eye-opening, heartbreaking, jaw-dropping, mind-blowing, and soul-stirring. The subject matter, while a sensitive issue, cannot be ignored anymore. 
as it has in the past. This should be required reading in English literature classes all over the world. I cannot give this book enough praise. You should just buy it. Well, okay, now we'll get to other stuff. Those are some, well, wait a minute. I'm sorry. We'll come back to semenology later in the day. Later tonight, we'll do uh, weird books on Amazon. So far, we've got semenology, the se semen bartender's uh, uh, handbook. There's also Natural Harvest, the semen cookbook, as well as How to Live with a Huge Penis. So welcome to the Art of Floundering podcast as we burst out the gate on our F Monday morning show, man. And look, this show is all over the place. For those of you watching the live stream, I just threw up another vibe. It's a preview, so to speak. I'll describe it for those on Podbeam Live. It's a mashup, if you will, of Skyline Drive, my guitar, and a trippy sky that I like to smoke marijuana to and look at the stars. <clears throat> this is part of, uh, not the guitar part per se, but this is the look and feel that you will see in some of the Valley Brook musical that is coming up, man. We hope to premiere a song and dance portion this weekend. We also will have a new amazing slacker uh, this week. And I have now built the framework, built the framework to do these much faster. Now it's just a matter of time, matter of, is this what I really want to do with my day? I mean, I love doing it. But is there some other, you know, who knows what other passion? Who knows? Somebody may order me semenology and I may go into a totally different career field. Like that one reviewer, to think that it doesn't have to go to waste. You know, this whole time I've been thinking, what am I going to do in retirement? How can I give back? You know, and, and not be such a taker. And maybe be a better steward of this environment. And I guess anywhere where I could, you know, be a living example of how not to be wasteful and repurpose things, well, gee, gosh, you know, why wouldn't I jump on that opportunity at this late phase in my life where I am looking for some sort of redemptive path, not to make me into good graces of the universe. Believe it or not, I think the universe is good with me. I'm not good with me. I got to find some way to fucking think about me the way the universe does. There's no doubt in my mind the universe loves all of us. No doubt in my mind. We just don't love ourselves. And gosh damn, I went from semenology to fucking this shit. Don't worry, I'm not going to stay in this very long. <clears throat> but so let's talk about one of the big <clears throat> current events over the weekend. Because I do have some commentary on this. Alec Baldwin, the accidental shooting. I believe I talked about this um, last week, you know. Um, I think this was, I mean, I know uh, they were talking about Vic Morrow. Uh, I wasn't really familiar with that as much as I was familiar with Brandon Lee when he was shot on the set of The Crow. Um, you know, and, you know, I'm not sure that quite the details. It was a prop gun. I don't know if it had blanks and it was, you know, but um any way man so here here's my point now you may not enjoy alec baldwin's politics 
I, I will admit, I wish people in the public eye that weren't in politics would keep their politics private, like back in my day, and uh, maybe model what it's like to just rise above the fray and all facts and all facets of life and be a fucking example of fucking how to coexist. However, I get the Kathy Griff that's been great on the nerves. On the other side of the fence, I can see how somebody could be very frustrated with Trump. So I can see how we can all frustrate each other. However, I'll never forget when Trump had COVID and his son, and, and I understand if you have a problem with Trump and his son, and I, I could even understand if you have a problem with his son. Says something on Twitter like, gee whiz, I hope my dad gets better. And there are several that will go, hey, fuck you. I hope your dad dies. And then Kathy Griffith announces she has lung cancer. And they're like, fuck you, Kathy. I hope you die. And then you, you watch what, you know, is going on with, and we really don't know the whole story. You know, I mean, I can, I think what happened is, you know, is they, they gave him a gun he thought was cold, was actually hot. You know, who's ultimately responsible? That's not my thing. It's horrific. It shouldn't have happened and all those things. But, you know, my God, it's like we are full of fucking anger. And we certainly glee when when people fall. God, we are fucking broken people, man. We are so fucking broken. That's what energizes us brings us passion makes us alive is our fucking anger and our disdain and our it's disgusting it is so disgusting step away from it just step away from it and take it in i'm not going to get on a soapbox with it but my god man it's just what we what we're capable of doing you know um Gee, golly whiz. Okay, so back to the other things. I'm tired of looking at that space shit. All right, so now we got Spanky out here saying, good morning there, Spank. I got a little setup here to test. I'm really not going to do a bunch of puppets this morning. That's going to come later. But I want to do a preview. Take a look at the new cheerleader puppet. Well, and guess what? She does all kinds of things. Gee whiz, it would be awfully awkward. Well, let's just say couple dis I'll never fucking forget this. Let, let me let me explain something. I'll never forget this fucking weirdo. How old is Spanky? The fuck kind of all the puppets are fucking 18 or over. There. Jesus fucking Christ. I have a there's a puppeteer organization that just recently followed me on Twitter. Um, you know, I feel bad because when I was a kid, I never forget, I, you know, like, you know, Sesame Street, you know, you know, you like this shit and I get it. My daughter liked Elmo and shit and I, and I'm not putting that down. I just, you know, that's, I don't want to get accident. Like I said, my biggest fear 
is some fucking little kid's going to fucking, you know, I clearly, I mean, it's posted 18 and over. I think I need to put a disclaimer in front of everyone, man, because I, I have filth. I mean, I was watching a couple of these. I actually, I woke up Saturday. My back was all fucked to hell. And I said, well, you know what? I need to fucking get caught up on where the American slacker is. And for me, sometimes I got to sit through the episode. So I said, ah, fuck it. I'll stream the last three. And I fell asleep right when they were streaming. So I'm sure they loop for hours, man. So if you got caught up in that loop, I'm sorry. But I'm desperately talking about the puppets. I like the amazing slacker, but I got to do something different. And I'm feeling stale in it. So there may be something different for a while. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I need to send a message. I feel like we need to real quick. Shout out to Robbie T Ron Carlos peace gal and radio par less. Welcome to the art of floundering F Monday show. Um, to catch you guys up to speed we were reviewing, I just ran into some odd books on Amazon and I don't want to run you off because I was right in the middle of reading the review on one of them and people left probably thinking I was advocating the book. But anyway, so getting back to puppets, dude, I just want to, you know, we got the cheerleader puppet, but I want to do something different. And so it's coming. Good, good morning, Howard. Peace and love to you, man. Welcome, Howard. Howard's probably already heard because I think I reviewed this book another time. I certainly talked about how to live with a big penis. Now, I'm sorry, how to live with a large penis. I highly recommend that book. Um, it's funny. And if you are single, it's kind or you don't even have to be single. It's funny to have that book in your profile picture. In fact, it was my profile picture on Tinder. And I'm like, why am I not getting any action? It was me sitting down in a, I don't know, fucking Starbucks or something, you know, reading how to live with a large penis. And uh, not much, but not much happens on Tinder for me anyway, because I am who I am. All right. So real quick, man, I do want to just. I'm going to go, once again, we're not a political show, and we're not a fucking that kind of thing, but here's my disclaimer. I do want to see what's out there. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here we go. All right, now, the, Facebook, man. Um, yeah, Why does it fucking surprise people that a company puts profits over humanity? Why do we fucking act shocked? I, I, it's just the, it, oh, my God. They, what company doesn't do that and what government organization doesn't put itself ahead of its citizenry so you know spare me the fucking indignation over fucking facebook all fucking companies are corrupt you know oh my god facebook is so concerned with profits they look the other way oh, i'm shocked they're the only fucking company that looks the other way. God, we have so many great fucking examples of not looking the other way in our public eye right now. Let's just fucking take all that energy and fucking. So, you know, I'm not saying Facebook's not douched up. I'm just saying like, you know, oh my God. Facts, facts are. Why don't they just, call, you know, they're talking about rebranding Facebook. 
Just call it what it is, man. Data mine. Welcome to data mine. Where, I mean, think about it. If, if you get a product for free, then you are the product, man. I mean, if a product is for free, if you get something for free, then you are the product. So I, you know, I just, like I said, Facebook's a big company. Big companies are douchey. Big companies do horrific things. Big companies don't really give a fuck, especially when they go public. The only thing, and they teach this in fucking business school, or at least they used to. Maybe, maybe it's been dropped from the MBA uh, curriculum in the past couple of years due to the wokeism. But it used to be, what's the most important thing? Your, your, your role is maximize stock price. Make that the goal and everything else feeds into that. Well, gee golly whiz, man. This is the landscape we have. But by the way, you're welcome. This is my generation's work. I'm 56. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for picking up the slack and picking up the pieces of this fucking mess. That is, is not going to be fixed with a sound bite. Not going to be, it's good. Fucking actually take effort, work, time, things that none of us want to do. Welcome. So anyway, I guess, you know, that's the, that's one way of looking at it, <laughs> right? The other way of looking at it is, is that, holy fuck, man, what an incredible transcendent time to be alive. Attitudes are dramatically changing. My mom's a lesbian. Very different environment when I was 14 with her, what she would have to deal with than today, right? And I would argue that most of that quote progress has been the last five years. Oh, what was it? Two, 15, six, six or seven years. That is, I would argue that. Um, but it's just, we're living in some really transformative times and it's fascinating, you know, and because I'm, old and broken down and you know i have i have to i have to use a different skill set now than i had before like when my fucking spine cooperated so i spent a lot more time for the first time in my fucking life observing instead of trying to solve which is a huge mistake but that was first 51 years of my life is trying to fucking be a anyway but like here you know, a lot of people have this stereotypical view of Colorado, of tie-dye and weed. And, and there is that. And there's the ski bums and that. But there's, you know, there's like this little place where I'm at. And I, I see a lot of fear of change, man. A lot of, hey, man, we worked uh, I don't want any change. No outsiders. No nothing. Leave me alone. So I wonder, you know... If that's within all of us, I don't know. I don't want to talk about deep shit. I don't know why the Facebook thing is, but getting back to my point, it's like when we get shocked that Amazon puts profits over their fucking employees. Well, this is these are the systems that these are. This is the end result of a culture when we go go team. You know, 
uh, a cause bigger. I'm not saying these things are bad. I'm just saying all things within balance, but we're programmed from very early on to quote, sacrifice for the team, the school, the core, the country, the flag, the church. First, that creates a mindset that we are, we come second. And like I said, all things within balance. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm a very fucking middle of the road kind of fucking cat. But then, so we have this fucking programming and now we have a Facebook and we're fucking shocked. Oh, geez. You know, these, these fucking government organizations, it seems like they're just in the business of fucking keeping themselves in business. You're shocked. That shocks you. That is the status quo. That has been the status quo. And so, you know. So let's see what else is out there, man. Let's see if there's some good news here. Oh, God, I'm not going to read that one. A Russian-Chinese warship circling Japan. Um, oh, the actor who played uh, Gunther on Friends passed away, 59. Gosh, that's young. My father was 59 when he passed away. I thought that was very young. And I'm 56, man, so... You know, it's weird. Yeah, guys, ever think about that? Like when I mean, I I, I think I I think I riff on this all the time, but you know, when you're young and you look at like quote authority figures, you think they're all knowing, like your parents and teachers or whatever. You I mean, you know, then there comes a time when you start realizing your parents are flawed and perhaps like you know fucked up, and so and so are you, and you're kind of waiting for this magical moment. You're like, when is it going to click? I mean, I remember looking at my parents and all my authority figures. They seemed like they had it together, you know. But the, here's the trip. While internally, fucking people younger, they think you got it together. I fucking scare young people because I'm just, for the mere fact, I'm old. You know, until they get the waft of weed from me. And then they realize, maybe I can bum weed off this old geezer. But, um, so anyway. So I, uh, what else is going on? Okay, I told you guys about my hobby, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. And it's a weird, it's it's not really a hobby. And I don't want to get to, I don't like getting into this part of my my stuff because within the religious space, um, there's, um, I don't want to get labeled as an ex-religion kind of podcaster. So that's why I'm really reluctant to talk about this stuff because it's really, I don't have an ax. Well, anyway, it's just not my space. Right. All right. Let others do that. I'd rather, instead of throwing rocks at things and stuff like that, I'd rather just say, Hey man, you know, it wasn't for me and let's find a way to live together. I mean, I've, like I said, I this podcast does not care how you crack the egg, man. So that's my big disclaimer on this fucking weird shit that I'm into. But I'm really into like Mormon history. And I, for various reasons. But one of the reasons is it's really batshit crazy. And just like as the internet has, and as more information comes, just like our nation's history, you know, we start realizing like Gandhi was well, you guys look it up. Look at look up Gandhi's like little uh sex things, man. And you just start, you're like, wow, 
you know, the, and so anyway, the movie I watched was, it's called Witnesses. And I'm not going to bore you guys with too much history, but it's about these cats that, that fucking claim to have seen the golden plates with Joseph Smith kind of thing. And even though they left the church, they always maintained that this shit was true. So anyway, what was funny is there's some really fucked up things that happened in this history and how they, cause it was, it was from a very pro fucking perspective. And I just always love watching people try to tap dance around the fucking ugliness or the messiness in their history. Fuck. I say own it. I say fucking own it, man. Look, you know, it's like, look at your life. Are you happier being authentic? Just owning up to all your shit. Like, for example, I did heroin. I'm not going to hide that. I didn't, I don't do it anymore. It's been a long time. I'm not proud of that, but I'm not going to deny that as part of my quote history. It's, it's helped make, it's helped shape who I am today, you know? And so, um, you know, to, to I just think it's healthier, man. I think we need to like make peace. We need to start owning our history own it quit 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 trying to sugarcoat it quit trying to put it in the camp quit just what it is what does the actual source say not what someone's spin says you know and own that fucking insanity and celebrate it the fact that we're still around on this we're fucking come on man come on like look we're all fucked up we're all fucked up and we're we're fucking somehow progressing it's a trip dude and you look at our fucking quote ancestors and the crazy ass batshit fucking nut shit they were doing, man. Fuck yeah. Let's get with that, man. That should make you feel comfortable in your own insanity. Don't run from it. Embrace it, celebrate it, marinate in it, man. It's who we are. It's just fucking wonderful. But anyway, I love watching people tap dance around this. I'll tell you a funny story and then we'll get off this bit. Book of Mormon talks about horses and, you know, according to, you know, science, um, there were no horses in the Americas during the time of Book of Mormon proposes. So this apologi apologist for the church proposes this preposterous theory. All right. Dig this. He goes, well, you know, it's loan shifting or something like that. Like when a kid sees a dog. And you go, that's a dog. So I'll call a cow a dog or whatever until they figure out the different terms. So what this guy was proposing, well, he didn't quite understand what the, in the translation process, you know, horse, and it was confused with the South American taper, which was in this time. So what you guys got to do is just look up what a fucking taper is and go, well, how the fuck? So imagine people... <laughs> Anyway, it's just funny. Instead of going like, hey, man, it's just, it's not right. Own it. Own it. I think it's worse when you make up shit. I mean, every time you get busted in something and you start kind of like, it's like a cop interrogation, man. You just look silly. And it makes you less credible on the other fucking aspects of life, man. I mean, somebody that's going to try to sell me that fucking argument, man, really with a straight face. And then, like, say, hey, when we're done with this, man, can we talk life insurance? Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Does, I mean, I, you know, you got to be in touch with fucking reality. 
you know, I mean, don't do, don't propose preposterous fucking logic, man. You know, but anyway, enough of that shit. So back to what is going down, man. So, um, I guess football season's going on. I haven't, you know, been paying much attention. I realize that knocks me down on the man scale. It's weird, man. I was, you know, it's true. I used to get pissed when I see these uh, marketing charts and they go like, well, we really are looking for this demographic. And I'm sure it's adjusted. But it used to like kind of like stop around 45 or then 55. But I I get it now, man. I couldn't begin to tell you what and I'm a movie buff, but I couldn't begin to tell you what movies are out there. I mean, there was this thing that popped up on the newsfeed, the the great the the great movies that are coming out in 2021 that are left, they all look like shit to me. And they're probably great movies, is I'm different. I'm old. I'm like, I mean, you know, like I don't want to like upset people, but I don't get the the first dune. I thought blue chunks. Why would I want to go watch it blow chunks a second time? But I'm not into those. Like I don't get the Star Trek, the Star Wars thing. I'm not trying to. I mean, you know, it's just we're all got different tastes, right? But it just seems like the things I dig are just not in vogue, which explains an awful lot. If you want to know the truth, I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that because luckily we have the internet now, and there's there's you know people throwing up goofy shit. I like, it's like baseball. I would rather watch single A baseball than the major leagues. I'd rather watch somebody starting out, somebody honing their craft. So I'm, I'm much more of a fan of, you know, somebody that's threw together a couple hundred bucks and tried to make a movie. That, that fucking, oh, that compels me. I don't know why, you know, um, uh, a local artist over fucking like, I mean, I'm a, I grew up, I mean, 56, I love like the old stones. I'll be honest with you after tattoo you for me after tattoo you, I'm just not into them, but up until tattoo you, which is around 78, I think 78, 79 ish. I think I may be wrong on that, but I think it was before 80 tattoo you came out, but, but love them. Right. And so I had an opportunity. Now I would have gone if my back would have cooperated, but I'd much rather see a local dude that's just fucking grinding. You know, singer songwriter just got his that's doing their own original stuff and it's authentic and they're just now honing it, man. And are in some fucking shithole. And people are fucking not paying attention. They're you know, that's I don't know, you know. Um I just I guess because we all struggle, right? And maybe maybe because I'm struggling at times, it's it's nice to see because there is there's a benefit to struggle. I don't know why. I don't want to fucking do a mental de. I'm I'm insane. That's why. What else can I say? Um, we are this. What, what the reason why I'm on this early is uh, I'm having some stuff delivered. Like they told me it was going to be like right in the middle of like when I would be doing things. So I was up, I decided, well, right, let's, let's go ahead and do something. Now I want to do something this afternoon with puppets. Um, you know, this weekend was kind of weird. Cause I, it's weird, man. I'd have like this, this, uh, puppet energy. And then I get on there and then the weed would kick in my derelict. I can't say, but I family member said, Hey man, why don't you try this liquid weed? 
and it doesn't really do I'm, it does it, the only thing it did to me was just like i uh, it just was lame but it it made me not not high not sleepy but just kind of like zony not in a good way it was just kind of because i was you know i was mixing i was mixing flour with bong water i don't know if the fda has approved that yet <laughs> Oh God, the politics of weed, man. The politics of weed. Uh, one of the many things I got wrong. One of the many things I just got done telling you earlier that I was, you know, I was fucking smack addict, right? I spent many years thinking that marijuana would make me relapse into drinking and and quote hard drugs. And I would, like I said, everybody's different. You know, just so you know, like yesterday, like uh, it's weird here lately. Uh, we're going to talk about weed smoking. It's here. It's, you know, I was telling my family about this. And I think I mentioned on the podcast, I, I don't enjoy getting high 24-7. I mean, that is fun. But not to think about it 365 days a year. It's like just like sex is fun until it becomes a boom, a boom, a boom, a boom. Right. And so. Um, it, it's nice, uh, it, to, to be able to like, not have to need to do it because of pain and stuff, you know, cause you know, when you see me hitting it in the morning, it's not because I, I want to fucking start the day zoning at this fucking camera, you know, but anyway, uh, you know, this weekend w was cool. Cause I didn't have to like beyond the pot, but getting back to, you know, it, it's just like. I was told, so, I mean, you know, back in my day, <laughs> sorry, man, I fucking, I, that is sarcasm when I say that. I don't really talk like that. But truthfully, you know, I'm of the generation where a joint would fucking ruin your future, dude. I remember in high school wrestling, fuck, I, I could have gotten so much trouble. I got so fucking lucky. I was going to, um, uh, my high school actually had a cigarette smoking area, if you can believe this shit. And so, uh, guy was on a wrestling team's like hey man i'm gonna go get high you want to join me and i said yeah give me a second i'll be right out there so it took me like 10 15 minutes to wind down what i was doing by the time i went out there he was busted for smoking one joint fucking future done to college you know he had a scholarship no no i mean different world now you know okay so that's before 18 then then you're like I mean, when I was in fucking AA, man, there was people getting run through there for fucking weed offenses. Well, they're sending me to drug court. For what? I had an eight, man. Oh, you fucking... I mean, it's just crazy. You know? And and I don't know. I can go on and on and on about it, but, but, I, but I had it wrong. You know? I mean, I loved weed as a kid, you know, but I was just... I had a long break from it. You know, the military doesn't really dig it when you fucking get high, you know? And so and other things I were doing. And so I just never really, until my back went out and your mileage will vary. I, I'm saying that too often lately. Um, but I wish if I would have had access to weed and the knowledge of what we can do, I could have navigated my thirties and forties with much greater fucking success, you know? So, um, you know, I'm not saying it's somebody out of the womb. I, I'm still, you know, I still like to follow science, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm very up on this. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys look at this like brain chemistry till your brain's fully formed, but, and you know, good luck with this one, but you know, theoretically, let's just say it's 25. They always shift it. They always try to fuck you and shift it. Well, it's 21. It's 25. Now it's 38. Anything to keep you from having fun. But anyway, let's just say it's 25. And what, what some will propose is that if you can somehow, <laughs> right, by some fucking miracle, like avoid fucking booze and drugs until you're 25, right? Now, good luck with this one. But let's just let's just say bit, you know, but if you can avoid that, then and then you start those things after your brain's fully formed. Well, then the odds of you having like problems like with addiction and all that are greatly reduced as opposed to if you're hitting the shit before your brain's fully formed. I don't know if there's any truth to it. It's just I've been reading that. It's interesting to me because I'm old and it's not a consequence to me. Now, I wouldn't want to be fucking 21 and told like, hey, you know, you need, you know, fuck me at 21. I was already well on my way to full blown alcoholism, man. So it's people are going to do what they're going to do. But getting back to weed, I was I was told, of, you know, I, I and I believed and I passed on a lot of bullshit, you know, ah, fuck, man. You know, we we better not hire that guy. He smokes weed. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's hire the guy that drinks fucking eight cases of fucking beer a day, because that's legal. I it just it you know I can go on and on and on. One of many things I got wrong. You know, I wonder how hard you know. And it, I guess what makes it easy for me to to admit wrong things is negative consequences like i was talking about earlier it just becomes just easier just to own your shit than tap dance around it you know, it's just easier it's you know it's like for example here's another one my daughter doesn't talk to me now that's very hard for me to fucking say right i'm not gonna it, it breaks my heart man but i can't you know i can't i don't want to fucking like tap dance around that and it's related to my injury it's a heavy thing to process man it's a heavy, what happened to me is a heavy thing to process. And so it will, you know, things all work out, but we go through shit. You know, it's life isn't getting back to Facebook. Life isn't a social media post where it's like, holy shit, look, they're perfect. Well, that filter fucking work, the lighting that fucking staged it, the right pose, the this, that. I wonder how many families are really happy for quote the camera and just miserable, right? Okay, let's put our public face on and pretend we fucking don't despise one another. Uh, my marriage was heading in that direction. I, I, you know, once again, owning shit, it's all on me. Root causes I shouldn't have got married. That's the root cause. Um, but, you know, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't a philander and shit like that. It just wasn't for me. And my ex is a good person and all that. But, um, you know. Anyway, okay, so we've been at this an hour. Uh, thank you, guys. We've got Aid Line Blessing 2, Howard, Peace Girl. Boy, she hung, Peace Gals hung out. Thank you for that. That's, I'm shocked. Uh, Radio Parlesque, man. You know, Howard and Radio hang in there, I think, just out of pity, man. But thank you, guys. Real quick, there was, I think Radio was here. For, when I was doing something Friday, I can punch something off my bucket list. It's not as dramatic as I wanted, but it was sincere. Somebody came in 
to, and I, it was on a Friday and I was doing some thing, puppet show, and it came into Podbeam and the chat was, what the fuck is this I'm listening to? And I was like, thank God. I've wanted that. I've wanted that, that somebody to like watch something, not like a, not like this sucks, not like this is great. Just a, just a very like, what the fuck am I watching here? One of those moments or what am I listening to? And I don't know. It's not because of a shock factor. I just think if you can create something that creates that response, it may not be good, but it's borderline compelling and it might be actually real because we have a tendency to not recognize. I don't know. It, it, I can, it's a deep fucking hippie when you get high in the morning shit, but um, going to play at a place called, uh, what's it called? I was going to go there yesterday, but I couldn't. It's called Colorado Tap Room in Pueblo. Um, I'll let you guys know. I think it's next Sunday. I got, I got to look, I got to look, but that's, yeah, I can't plan. It's gotta be how I feel that day. That's why I can't, I ain't no rock and roller, man. It's like, that's why I fucking getting back to the stones. Holy fuck, man. I got to give it up to these guys. I mean, just to seriously, to be able to navigate life and not have an injury or something that to Debilitates you physically, like incapacitates you, you know, later in life is a fucking blessing, guys. I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible amount of luck. I was in peak physical condition training for the Marine Corps Marathon when I hurt my spine. Now, you know, fuck, dude. And so it's just, it's, it's kind of a trip. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of luck. It's a lot of luck uh, to what happens with us. And the thing is, a lot of dumb luck kept me out of a lot of trouble. And, and luck, you know, just, just helped me, you know, go, go, to, go to college, get a job. Those kind, it was all luck. It had nothing to do with ability. Just luck of, wow, I'm in the right place at the right time. You know, douchebags will tell you, well, you always want to be prepared for that. And there is something to be said for that because you kind of make your own luck. You know, you want to be ready when opportunity for, I guess that's all rah-rah shit. But um, yeah, man, it's luck. It's all luck. Health is luck. I mean, there are things we can do, you know, to, to help decrease the odds of shit happening to us, but you know, it's going to happen. And so I don't know. So I watched the stones fucking how old is goddamn Dylan now, man? I mean, he's gotten to the point though. I'm a big fan of Dylan, uh, but we'll admit, I don't He just seems like an unpleasant kind of dude right now. And you just think, even if you're fucking, you know, like Jerry Garcia was cool. I'll never fucking forget. He was on Good Morning America or something. One of the Good Morning America, Good Morning America, and he was or one of those fucking shows. This is one, of course, when he was still alive, and he looked like a fucking train wreck, dude. I mean, hair was disheveled. He probably hadn't slept in days. And then the the person interviewing him goes, 
Gee whiz, Jerry. Grateful Dead and you have had such longevity. What do you attribute it to? And Garcia goes, I suppose it's just clean living. <laughs> I just fucking love that answer, man. <sighs> oh, God, that was funny. It kind of reminds me back when I was in my serious drinking days. And I was eh, 30, 20, 28, 29, 30, somewhere in there. I would add like about 20, 30 years to my age. That way I look good for my age, man. Cause I was surrounded by fucking ancient people. I, you know, I was, I was a, I was a prodigy uh, of a town drunk, you know, a lot of people, you know, hit their full potential in their forties. You know, um, I hit it right away, man. I mean, I was right there at bar anyway. So, Oh God. Yeah. So I would go like, yeah, man, I'm i uh, I'm 48. My God, you look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take care of myself as I'm sitting there pounding. What did I fucking drink in Idaho? These this this fucking shit called. Uh, I was always a beer drinker. Um, uh, then um, until I progressed to vodka, the true alcoholic fucking drink. But uh, the uh, I would do shots of this shit called Firewater. I think it was man, and I I'll never forget they the fucking guy. Uh, guy became a good friend of mine name of the bar was bench warmers it was in twin falls idaho and uh it was just a, you know it was a quote sports bar but it was a you know a town drunk bar i loved it i was there every fucking day getting drunk i had a job at the time but i was drinking too i was drinking on the job uh it was impressive but anyway um god what was i going to say about that place uh, it'll come to me it'll come to me Oh, oh yeah. So he, he, in fact, he wanted you to run a tab. He prefer, <laughs> he would prefer not to ring up a lot of fucking things on the register on the register, which was reported to the IRS. He would be, he liked cash an awful lot. And so as a regular customer, he would prefer if I tab. And so I would never fucking forget like, and you pay the tab at the end of the week, but I'd look after a night, a firewall and be like, you know, the click marks when you do the five and the cross, you know, those things. Dude, the whole page, it'd be like, you know, imagine like 55 or some outrageous fucking number. It was always like waking up and going like, geez, I wonder how much I drank. And you had a paper trail. You couldn't, you couldn't like lie. I only had two beers. Well, according to your tab, you had fucking 57 shots of fire water and fucking, you know, I mean, good God, you know? So, uh, then there was this fucking place. I don't drink anymore. But there was this fucking place in Virginia, around D.C. This this fucking place had like a three beer limit. And then you, you I was like, you what? You they're like, yep. I mean, and customers come here knowing this, you, you know, it was just the strangest fucking rule. It was like every place around this area was like that. And I thought, well, maybe they had some kind of fucking lawsuit or something. And but three it was like three beer limits i'm i'll never forget i told the guy i said i'm at the hotel i'm not driving he goes that's just our policy so i'd fucking leave and try to come back <laughs> i could you know it's like where am i at footloose are we allowed to dance here man i mean good god but i don't want to tell drinking stories man i'm just glad i don't do it anymore as i hit the pot okay so that's the agenda, man. Oh, by the way, this place where I got furniture, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it's like, uh, it's run by the Mennonite church, dude. And so it's like fucking some of this stuff is like built like a tank and it's like next to nothing. So I'm pretty excited. It's stuff for podcasting. 
So um, actually, one of the things is for better puppet storage and access. That's right. I went to a furniture store with the, ex with the intent of finding something. I'm 56. And, you know, I went to school and stuff and work jobs. And here I am. And I'm, I'm retired, not by choice, but here I am, 56. And so let's go to a front. Or what, what am I? I'm looking for something for fucking puppets. So, and so I found it, but that was, you know, the, the reason why I went there was to find, I needed to find a, something for puppets. Gosh, I didn't bring enough green tea. You know, I got to set my green tea thing right here because I go through it in the morning and I have to get some because I want to continue this so what I am going to do is I'm going to play a song for you guys not me this song will take a couple seconds well it'll take three minutes or so it's about my uh, original band that played this was the band Springsteen I would argue made this song famous as country guys played it I don't know his fucking name but there's some country guy has played this song the title of the song is Atlantic City, which is my hometown. Um, and this version and I is by Caleb McGee. And he is a local Norman, Oklahoma singer-songwriter. Really good friend of mine. And hopefully, if things gel here, we'll be here next summer and play at the... We'll, we'll talk, I'll talk about that when that happens. Here, so I'll be right back. This is Caleb McGee covering... Atlantic City, four minutes, 43 seconds, and I'll be right back. They blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. They blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk to get ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now they're in trouble busting in from out of state. And the TA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble on the promenade. And the gambling commission is hanging on by the skin of the sea. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact. Baby, everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty. Meet me tonight. In Atlantic City Well, I got me a job And I put my money away But I got the kind of test There ain't no honest man to pay I pull all of my money from that central trust And I bought us two tickets on that Coast City bus Everything dies, baby, that's a 
back Maybe everything that dies someday comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty Ain't me tonight in Atlantic City Well, I love me to die job out here but it's hard to find well they're winning there's losers and I'm south of that thin line but I'm tired of being down here on that losing end so I met me a man last night gonna do a little favor for him everything dies baby that's a fact Maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty. Meet me tonight in Atlantic City. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty. And meet me tonight. That was Caleb McGee, man. Um, Like I said, Norman, Oklahoma, Caleb, C-A-L-E-B, McGee, M-C-G-E-E. You can follow him on Facebook under Caleb McGee or Caleb McGee and the underdogs. He doesn't really have much of like any more than he's old school dude, man, a young kid, but old school in that. Um, but there's two of his performances on the art of floundering, uh, podcast, YouTube, uh, page. I got to organize that by the way, I'm going to put together a website. It just be, I just, I want to better organize my stuff under one spot and have my writing. So more to come on that. It's just, I don't want to take on it because I'm a perfectionist. And I'm kind of like really weird when it, anyway, when it comes to aesthetics and shit and ah, fuck, that's why I'm avoiding it because I know what I'll do. And I really just, you know, but anyway, so one other thing is any minute now, I'm, these guys are going to show up and I'll have to shut this down. They, they gave me the, we'll show up between eight 30 and 10 30 kind of thing. So it's eight 30 now. I don't think this is. If I were a betting person, they'll be here in 45 minutes. That's me. So the over-under is 45. Okay, so. Hey, Jill, good morning to you. Got Jill, Howard, Peace Gal, Radio Parless. Thank you guys for hanging. Um, let me see here. Got anything new? 
let's go to I I do want to let me look at something here. I'm uh, going to the Associated Press. I'm going looking in technology news. Oh, see, they're talking about fucking technology news. All right, let me go to science. I don't want to read about Facebook. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a there's a volcano, man, going. I, I thought that was happening. Spanish volcano more active spews giant lava fountain. A volcano erupting for the past five weeks on a Spanish island of La Palma is more active than ever, officials said Monday, after new lava flows following a partial collapse of the crater threatened to engulf previously unaffected areas. That's reason why that caught my eye is one of these weird deep dives I did, and they were they're, uh, talking about uh, it some eruption way back when and it was so big it had like this greenhouse gas effect getting back to how fragile i mean it's just anything you know i'm not living in fear it's just a respect for you know what we have is very it's sometimes it's hard to not think this way but what we have is very fragile very fragile the globe everything it's just it's just amazing that you know the shit that could happen, we're still here. Sorry, man, I'm slamming these uh, protein drinks, man. I am one of these guys. It's weird. If you know anybody that's ever had like a bone, inf- I'm not gonna bone infection did major damage to me. It went like undetected for over a year, and so there's like X amount of protein I got to get in a day. It's like some asinine, like 270 grams, something insane, man. So I have a tendency to drink these high protein things. So give me a second here. I'll be right back. I apologize. I should have done that during the break, but I was too busy uh, packing weed. And, I, you know, I had a choice. I'm like, do I? And I weighed the options. And it really, I, I, I thought I could do a better show if I smoke weed and pack this bowl and drink the drink, the drink as opposed to forego the weed, right? Forgo smoking the weed and drink the drink before I come back from the song. So I made, you know, it, I'm not saying it was the right decision, wrong decision. I'm just telling you what my process was. Now my co-host on this show, who's still very much still the co-host, hopefully we'll be back soon. You know, I am looking forward to that because it is very fun to have a conversation. It is you know, I enjoy, I enjoy doing this. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. You know, it's not like, I mean, you know, this is, but it's more enjoyable. When there's somebody there, it's, it's not, you know, when you fumble around with something to say, they can pick up the slack, that kind of thing. Cause like right now, I, I really don't have anything compelling. I say it always fascinates me. I was watching this guy and he just does commentary on stuff. And I was like, wow, man, there, you know, how does he, you know, that just seems like it would just, gosh, you know, he's good at it, but to be able to do that. Oh my God. That's why, you know, like if I did, if, if think about it, 
Okay, let's if if you pitch your podcast as it's got content, now you're on the hook to be competent. Now you've boxed yourself in a corner. Right? You box yourself in a corner now because you now you've now now when you're not podcast, you're probably doing shit so you could be more, you know, as opposed to just saying, Hey, this is a shit show. So you got the flexibility. If I wanted like like I said, I'm gonna go to the set right now. Uh, I just, on the, if you're watching any of this on the live stream, you can look at it later. It's not much different than some of my recent stuff, but I'm working on some new set designs, a new look, um, you know, uh, just going to be a little bit more urban in this one. I want to bring that back, man. Um, but there's, uh, anyway, so this is a, kind of a preview of some stuff that, that we're working on here at the Art of Flounder and podcast studios, man. And for those of you that don't have the benefit of seeing that, which is probably not a benefit, uh, what it is, is it's a mashup. It's Skyline Drive in Canyon City, Colorado with my guitar and stuff like that. I did a, I took, I took some stuff. I go up there and uh, I'm messing around with sound because I have this vision um, and I'm doing testing right now because when I find the right moment, I want to be able to do it, but I want to be able to do an unplugged concert on the top of skyline drive, but not me. I mean, I could be part of it, but I wanted to be a couple, just imagine this, right? Just acoustic middle of the fucking night skyline drive. All of a sudden you see this live feed, this great fucking acoustic vibe, unplugged music in this fucking tripped out setting. So anyway, it, to be a geek, I'm working with things with like solar power, different sound because I want the sound to be fucking spot on. Well, you can't be bringing a gaming PC up there, but there's some things you can do with my laptop. So anyway, more to come on that. But what you're looking at is uh, some stuff I'm going to be working on with the, the you know, be between now and then there's the amazing slacker. There's this other stuff and we're going to be dropping, uh, you know, like I said, every week there's new content we're going to drop. But this is kind of a preview of, of some vibes. You know, I. Here's how I got into musicals. My daughter was into musicals, so I got into them and I think they're cool. I dig musicals. I didn't dig them as a kid. I wish I would have fucking dug them, but I didn't. You know, I, I loved music. And oh, I'd see like, you know, Pink Floyd, the, you know, the wall or something like that. Or uh, I watched Tommy, the who, you know, by the who, you know, stuff like that. But I want to write a music. Problem is, you know, I don't, the only instrument I play is guitar. So, um, and it's not like I've got like a bunch of people joining me, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on some stuff with MIDI and shit. And so anyway, I wanted to, uh, you know, but that's, you know, you eat the elephant one bite at a time, right? That's the end game. So the, the, the baby steps are, I hope to have like something this week. It'll be crude, but with dancing and stuff with the puppets, I'm learning a lot of cool things with photo editing. I don't know if you guys get it. I'm curious what the feedback is uh, because I did the last amazing slacker. It was all animated. No puppets per se um normally i mix the two in but i really kind of like I'm, I'm getting better at the animation but anyway what am i talking about this is boring you guys to tears but be, it, it, i'm working some stuff out in my head but yeah i'm kind of curious man 
because I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't know. I am going to, uh, I'm going to pitch this in, uh, I, I want to wait till I get a little bit better at it, but I'm going to try to, there's a, there's some fucking thing. I got a, a note from some, somebody stumbled on this and, and sent me a, a, a fucking thing. And it's, it's, but I'll, I think I talked about this. It, it's like a two pay. They, it's, it, this is what they want you to do. It's, it, it, you 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 do you write this two page pitch of what you what you're going to do. I'm like I'm already doing what I'm going to do. I, why do I have to fucking put it? In your, it just seems silly. But anyway, that's coming. So, but between now and then, this is kind of a thing to to bring everybody up to speed, though. And let's bring them out. Fuck it. I've been tap dancing around this guys. Let's just do it. Where is he? Dun, 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 Kim Jong, uh-huh, in the house, yo. No, not you, Stella. Oh, did I accidentally, I think I accidentally deleted Kim, no, I didn't. Here he is, Kim Jong-un, man. Why am I bringing him out? We'll bring him out later tonight. He's got a lot to say, you know, and I'm going to have other villains, and I'm not saying Kim Jong-un's a villain. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Look how happy he is, man. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. I know you Americans are upset, but here in the hemp love, the, the hemp loving people of North Korea dig Mondays because this is when dear leader takes a break to get high with the little people. Yo, gosh, it's dear leader. He's going to smoke a bong with us. I'm going to cry. Oh, God, dear leader. That's right. And then dear leader breaks out the bong and the masses were pacified. See, times have changed, man. Kim Jong-un doesn't have to have gladiators and, and shit to, to pacify the masses, man. He knows. He just takes time out, spend time, gets high. I'm joking. Hopefully people understand that. I, I got a feeling like, they're, God damn it, you're wrong about Kim Jong-un. He ain't smoking the ganj. He's firing. Do you think, okay, thank you. Thank you, Dr. History Professor. But I got to tell you, I'm really excited. I'm going to show her the cheerleader puppet, man. There she is. What's great about, oh God, I'm so excited about this latest animation character. Because I've learned new things. Uh, uh, let me just make her dance. Whoops. Oh, this is not the right one. Sorry, but there she is, man. This is her here. She's doing a cheer. Go, Spanky, go. Go, Spanky, go. Gee golly. Hey, Spank. I think the cheerleader's kind of digging your vibe. Gee golly. What would Muffy say, Spanky? Oh, no. Is Spanky going to... Gee whiz, kids. Tune in for more. This cheerleader was originally introduced, and I'll tell you how she was introduced. In the Spanky, and I got to get back to the story art. Spanky's the first Spanky, well, one of the Spankies was he gets pinched. It's called Spanky's Gets Pinched. Polar fucking catches him doing uh, fucking graffiti and, and smoking weed. Throws him in the fucking Hooskow. So Hanky, Spanky's in jail. But then you flash forward to the fucking White House where they call in Governor Chris Christie. And they go, what the fuck, dude? Lead's legal. We can't keep Spanky in jail. So they make Spanky 
they set Spanky free under the condition that he'd have to go to a foster home in Idaho. So Spanky leaves Atlantic City, New Jersey for BFE, Idaho. And he's in foster home. And his first night, his new foster parents, the Dick family, hear weird noises coming from Spanky's room. They're really concerned. They've never heard noises like this from the other children. So Mama Dick busts in the door and Spanky's self-touching. Spanky is self-touching is what he's doing in his new foster home. And they're shocked. So they call a doctor. Doctor medicates Spanky, tells the family, I put him on Seroquel. I put him on Xanax. I put, and, he, and he lists all the medications. And he goes, that should stop with the self-touch. However, if you catch him again, triple the dose and increase the frequency. So, so anyway, so they punished Spanky. Spanky's punishment was he couldn't go to church with him. They said, Spanky, it, I, it's, this kills us. But because you acted out, you can't join the rest of the family for church for the next six hours today. You have to stay home. And Spanky wrestled with that. But he found weed that Santa Claus fucking gave him. And so while he was out in the fucking sagebrush, fucking empty fields of BFE, Idaho, um, comes popping the, the cheerleader character. That's when she was first introduced. That was a very long winded story. I am so sorry. I just can't believe how intricate my fucking plots are and I'm making them up. I can't believe yeah, Jesus. Anyway, I'm excited about the cheerleader. I, I guess, you know, your mileage will vary. But gosh darn it, we're, we're looking forward to it. Okay, kids. This has been the morning show. We are going to be back this afternoon. Like I said, we did this morning show because, I don't know, I was up. I said, let's just turn it on. I got to wait for these guys here. It'll be a good way to, you know, say hi to everybody. Um, Radio Parless, Only Crazy Lady, Peace and Love. I hope you guys have a are having a good, enjoyable Monday morning radio. It, 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 it touched my heart to know that you and your wife were getting high watching the amazing slacker. I mean, that, that really, honestly, it's right up there with the, the guy. It's actually exceeds the, what the fuck comment. Thank you for telling me that, that, that I'm, I'm being sincere. That was, that's really cool knowing that it only crazy lady. Thank you for everything. Seriously. I mean, if you guys are getting high watching this content, letting me know that is faith promoting as a motherfucker, man. I mean, goddamn. I mean, because that's my target audience. I mean, obviously, this isn't content. These fucking puppet shows are not. I mean, that's why when civilians, non-drug injectors, virgins to the hemp plant, this is not for them. They're not going to under. It's going to be silly and it's going to be stupid. It's going to be intolerable. It's going to be too, quote, esoteric. Why? Because I'm fucking high when I make these things. Look at the first couple spankies. There are scenes that could take less than 30 seconds that take 20 minutes because I'm stoned. Be like, hey, spanky, what are you doing? I don't know, man. 
Why don't we talk about life? Yeah, Spank, let's go off on this fucking tangent. I mean, the title of the show would be Spanky's Birthday Party or something. And fucking Spanky's all fucking baked doing some kind of talking about God knows what. Fucking postmodernism, you know? So we progress. We're getting, we're getting better on how to manage the high. But it's still, you got to be high. But thank you for telling me that. That means a lot to me, man. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just now looking at comments. I miss Howard's comment. I got to get up with a better system here. Wake and bake now. Citizens of fuckery. That's right, man. Okay, so we've got Ramyar, Shandon Yadav. The only crazy lady in radio parlance hanging in there. It says five, but now it must be me. I'm the other person watching me. Let me tell you, I suck. But you guys just dropped in, man. I don't know. This guy sucks. Maybe, uh, you know, only crazy lady, you missed my book review. Code. Hey, guys, we're going to do it again. And the only reason is radio. I am so sorry, but. Um, everybody, I found a book and I want to kind of like, it, it, I found this book on Amazon and please allow me to, uh, describe the book for you. I, I, I'll be brief. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a big buildup. The title of the book is Semenology, the Semen Bartender's Handbook, the description, and I'll try to be brief. This is the ultimate handbook for mixologists looking for ingredients that go beyond exotic fruit juices and rare spirits. Driven by a commitment and passion for the freshly harvested ingredient, semenology pushes the limits of classic bartending. Semen is often freshly available behind most bar counters and adds a personal touch to any cocktail. The connoisseur will appreciate learning how to mix selected spirits to enhance the delicate flavors of semen. The book provides useful tips that cover every detail of semenology from mixing and presentation to harvesting and storage advice. So that's called semenology. Now, I, I talked about this in the first hour of this book, but can you imagine the person that wrote this book? You know, it takes time to write a book, right? And maybe, you know, maybe there were times, hey, I can't, I, I got to work on my book. What are you working on? Do you think he told people? And if he did, how many people are still his friends? I wonder if uh, the author, Paul Footy, Fotenhauer, um, you know, and so he can't, he just, you know, he decided that the world needed a book. And like I said, he's also branched out in case you guys are, <laughs> oh shit, here's another one. This one just, oh God, 50. 50 ways to eat cock. Healthy healthy chicken recipes with balls. Don't settle for limp imitations. Get the original cookbook everyone is raving about. Often imitated but never never duplicated. We don't pay for reviews. 50 ways to eat cock is the title of the book. There's there's a bunch of stop beating your meat, smoke it instead. Ah, okay. But anyway, getting back to the original genre, which is if you're still listening, you're interested in, in semenology, and I want to make sure I'm passing on information. Um, the author, Paul Footy Fotenauer, has branched out. Another book he's written is called Natural Harvest, a collection of semen-based recipes. Um, luckily, the description's a little bit smaller, but let me, uh, 
the one of the reviews kind of jumps out at me. It's the first one. This recipe book is very practical. It saves on tissues and allows me to use all of my natural harvest and put it to good use. Whereas otherwise it will get wasted. So this is the world we live in. These books are bestsellers. Let's embrace our insanity. Anyway, but you know, but getting back to like, getting back to connecting the dots. I mean, the, the, you know, what was the aha moment for the author? Right? What was that aha moment when they said semen and cocktails? Let's merge the two and create a book. And people have bought this book. Think about this. This guy wrote a book. It's a joke book. Hopefully people understand this, but he writes this book, right? That's got different. One of the reviews, hang on. Let me find one of the reviews. Cause this, there's this one disappointed review. Hang on. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Some of these reviews, uh, um, ah, oh, God darn it. Here, 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 here's, here's one guy's fucking review. This is another one. Why would this fucking shock you? Think about what the title of the book is and what it says the book's about. Here's a review. Thought this would be funny. Instead, it's just disgusting. You're shocked. You know, what are we doing here? I, you know, I bought semenology and it's disgusting. Um, here we go. I never considered how easily or well or well ejaculate could blend with alcohol in other mixers. The author's clever but simple twist on the Boilermaker is as erotic as it is tasty. A truly seminal work. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, anyway, I'm not going to sit here and read. You guys can, you know, read the reviews. But, you know, getting back to what was this guy's aha moment? Or persons, I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I somehow Paul Footy Fotenhauer sounds like a pen name to me. I don't know, maybe it's his real name, his or her, them. But um, having said that, oh wait, here's a critical review. This might sound obvious, but most of these are just normal cocktails with semen added. I'm giving it two stars because it does make pretty good gag gift. So this guy was actually looking for more in-depth fucking recipes. So this guy probably, you know, we, we didn't even take time to consider that. How many people stumble on this book and really look at it as a serious purchase? Going like, hey, I want to give this a shot. Or this is a path I want to go down. And then they're like, well, fuck, I could have done this myself. I mean, I know how to make a screwdriver. They're just saying add semen. Well, I don't need to buy a book to know that. Just take any mixed drink you know how to make and add semen. I guess that's what this guy's rest. And he's a little bit miffed. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the guy that said it was disgusting. It's like, yeah, you're right, guys. You know, these guys weren't very, you know, these guys, it's clickbait. They, they, they didn't let you know how disgusting it was going to be. These guys were deceptive. You're right. But anyway, uh-oh, this might be them.
The op the operators. Oh, I love this. It's like it's like special forces. Here's the text message. The operators from New Horizons are on the way. So that give them like 30 minutes. We'll be that that's perfect because that'll be at the two hour point. We'll take a break. We'll come back after lunch, take a break, do a night show. I'm trying to feel out where my energy is. I love the nights, man. I love the nights. But it's anyway, it's hard to explain. Hard to explain. Now, getting back to movies, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't think the movies that are being made are shit. I think they're good. I think that I'm no longer a target market. You know, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, I'm really upset with my graduate education. And I'll tell you why, um, you know, it is, it's a thing called statistical process control, which is how to make things more efficient. Right. So basically I'm trained to, it, 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 it's like, I'm an impatient asshole. Basically I've got a degree in impatience. What I'm saying is I think it's somehow damaged me. Um, because watching a movie you can almost get away with it. it reading a book is so i used to read all the time and now i listen to books because i like to i like to be up on things there's a lot of subjects i'm interested in right um i'm not smart and i've got a lot to fucking catch up on you know and so but it's that having to fucking focus on one thing is such a challenge it, at least it is for me um, I can do it and I can't do it. You know, it, it's weird, but reading requires, uh, such a focus, you know, it, it, it it's that, that's why I say I'm writing a book, but I'm, I'm going to do this, um, different because of, uh, and it's basically it, it one, I can definitely, I mean, you know, it would be easier on my body. I know this is going to sound weak, but instead of taking my, I've got a certain amount of time in the day that I can sit in a chair. I could uh, do things with my hands, my arms. It's a very typically about four or five hour window and then everything shuts down. Okay. And then there's other things I can do, but it's not in a, in a chair position. So I want to make the most use of that time in my day, you know? I'm forced to, I can't, so I try to do what's going to bring me the most fulfillment and typing something out while I can do, I don't want it. So I'm, I'm probably going to do, I'm doing, you know, my book is going to be like audio, but in written, but I'm working instead of writing, then go to audio. I'm going to go to audio, then convert it to text, which is easier for where I'm at physically right now. It's just strange shit, but I do hope that there'll be things I can discover along this process. And maybe the engineer and me will be able to design something that'll make somebody's life easier with this shit, you know, because it's not a, it doesn't have to be, um, this could sound like rah, rah shit, but it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, put off in the corner and just wait to die. It does not have to be, there are ways to be a, a real player. I, I don't, I haven't figured that out yet, but I'm going to figure that out. Not for me. I don't want to be a player. 
I, that's done. I don't, I don't want to play in the reindeer games anymore. Now I'm not above, I mean, sooner or later, you know, I'll probably want to work, you know, we, you know, bring money in sooner or later, you know, but I, I haven't, I haven't thought that through yet. You know, I'm right now. My goal's not money. You know, it's, it's not, um, but like work, work, like if I was to work a job, gee whiz, man, I just, I don't know. That's a privilege saying that, by the way, I recognize that. Um, but I mean, I paid a heavy fucking price. I mean, I would much rather be working than be in this situation. Now that I said it, fuck toxic positivity. We're going to take that on too, on these puppet shows. The reality is I would be much happier if I could walk. Right. I'd be much, I mean, you know, normal and not have all this back pain. I would be a much happier person. I'd probably have a much happier life. That's the truth. Why lie? Why lie? However, I would also be much happier if I had a billion dollars. I'd also be much happier. There's a bunch of things. If I was 6'10 and could fucking dunk, or if I made it to the major leagues, or if I was fucking playing for the Stones. Right? So, yeah. But this is the situation I'm given. So I want to make this work. Right. And so I'm navigating that. But what I hope to do uh, in all sincerity, in 100%, no shtick, no bullshit, no puppet show. This is a dark, dark chapter of my life. It's very challenging. It's hard. It's not impossible. But it, it is a challenge. It is one that I'm determined to navigate through. But it is not, you know, wake up in the morning to inspiration. It's a grind. Right? It's, I was telling somebody, imagine mentally wanting to, ready to fucking go. And your body says, we're just staying here. You got to lay down with your brain wanting to go. So what I hope to do is as I figure my way out through how to live in this paradigm is maybe perhaps come up with something useful besides smoke weed and do a filthy puppet show, which I highly recommend, by the way. But come up with something for others. Because there are others in worse condition, all that. And that's what, you know, at the end of the day, you know, getting back to the fucking Facebook, why are we so surprised? Because we're programmed to put all this before, we're programmed to put an awful lot of fucking things ahead of us. Certainly money. I'm here because money and organizational greed took precedence over my wealth. I got hurt at work. I got, I, it's not workman's comp, you know, organization go like, wow, this guy's going to be permanently disabled. Let's take care of our end of the bargain. The social contract we made with one another. If we expect this person to piss blood, that if something happens while pissing blood, we have their back as opposed to gee whiz. Sorry, Sunday's not your official work day. 
we know we told you you better be in there and we know we, we know it happens all the time but gee whiz said something went wrong we gotta protect us over you not angry about that that's i help create that i help perpetuate that but know that no amount of toxic positivity is going to change that from the status quo they're here so i have to go right now we'll be back this afternoon this is will dick with the art of flowering podcast i am so sorry but the movers are here talk to you guys later bye